0: Dr. Sears, I'm not sure what to
1: do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears, when I opened my baby's diaper, what came hey, Dr. out Dr. Really, really Hi, Dr. It?
0: Sears, my kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more
2: terrible food the last couple of days. <laughs> Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears?
1: Welcome into the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I'm Dr. Jim Sears. And this is my sister, Hayden. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hayden is our office health coach. So you're a mother of three. Yep. I'm a father of three. And um, we are going to be talking about some really cool stuff today, right? Yes. Um, it's back to school time.
0: Oof. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're both parents. We take uh, a deep yeah, breath. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I survived.
1: <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> We've survived a summer. Um, you know, all the things that you got to transition from summer into getting the kids in. There's the sleep. You know, I think the Mm -hmm. the two nights before school, our daughter was up till like two in the morning. We could sleep, suddenly trying to transition from being on their phone all the time to finding time for homework. Mm -hmm. What else?
0: Um, I feel like by the end of the summer, our eating is just awful. <laughs> mm. All those little things and bad habits have creeped in. So we—it's kind of like our new year. We kind of have a like a all right, let's start this year off school year off great with some great food and better habits, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> right? Because instead of just yeah, I mean yeah. those summertime habits can be pretty bad. We'll talk about that. Yep. Um. And then oh, interesting. Uh, you know, our daughter, my youngest, is in eighth. Started eighth grade uh, last year. She did uh, online school at home because she was having some major anxiety with school and, and stuff. So that's back and we're mm-hmm. having some serious issues with it. Yep. And so we'll get, we're going to get into anxiety with um, as it pertains to back to school. But first, I want to talk about a few things. I have some dates, um, uh, lecture dates uh, coming up. I'm actually pulling up my calendar. <laughs> Way to be so, prepared, Dr. September 20th. <laughs> I should have written these down. And you can find uh, information on these on Um November 1st. In Dedham, Massachusetts, my birthplace, mm-hmm. near Boston, and then a couple of days, a day or two later, I'm in Connecticut, and then November fifteenth, Evansville, Indiana, and then um, there's one way, way on the future, May 9th, Thursday, in, in Minneapolis. Wow! So, ugh, nice. There's and a lot of most... freaking fire miles there. <laughs>
0: right, you'll mostly be talking about children, family health. Yeah, that's
1: like that. uh, it's essentially okay. my family health nutrition lecture. Uh, healthy lifestyle, a lot of funny shows from the, uh, stories from the show and uh, my my life as a pediatrician and trying to get my kids to eat well. How I lost 40 pounds mm-hmm. and how I've been able to keep it off and keep my family healthy, um, something you help us with a lot in the office, right? <laughs> I try, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, Hayden is our office health coach, so we refer a lot of our patients to her to kind of help uh, if they need help in that realm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dr. Jim, we have a caller. Okay, it looks like uh, from Howell, Michigan, a almost three-year-old. Are you, can you hear us?
2: Yes, yes, I can.
1: Great, great. So how's it going?
2: It's going pretty great. How are you doing? Good,
1: good. So uh, you have your child's almost three, and what's going on? Yes,
2: the problem that I'm having that um, she's almost three years old. My husband um, left us um, when she was probably like a year and a half, and um just
1: I, I think I can monkey. hear her in the background, huh?
2: <laughs> That's the monkey. Yes, yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh her um I truly believe in um attachment parenting. Mm-hmm. And not because I read the books, I read them lately, but before it just came naturally. Breastfeeding for a long time, listen to your child and um, you know, I do co sleep with her and I always have. And anyway, it seems like the attachment is not really there with my ex husband the way it should be. Those are birds, baby. Those are birds. Oh, those
1: and are birds. I really... oh how funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Okay, so, so you're saying um, the um so you're fully really attached what's your
2: daughter's name? Um Hazel.
1: Hazel. So you and yes. Hazel have a great relationship, but yes. but uh dad um does not.
2: It seems like it. He's a, he he's, he loves her and everything, and I'm really trying to help him, um, you know, how it could be a better relationship between the two of them, but it's pretty difficult because I think, you know, the overnights are coming into program and, and mm-hmm. all that. We went to a child psychiatrist here where they are trying to t- tell us about the Ferber method, and that is really pushing that, and um, I do not agree with that. I think it would affect uh, my daughter. For our daughter, actually, and and what could I do to, um, you know, to make my ex-husband understand that um, attending to your child at this young age, it's actually really beneficial, and I believe that it's going to influence them as an adult, that they're going to feel secure. If we don't do that, they're still going to be okay, but I think they're not going to be content as an adult person. Gotcha. when grow
1: up yeah this is you know this is tough when you have uh I mean, you're a single mom now and he's a single dad and trying to we call it co-parenting you know having it sure yeah. is nice if both parents are on the same page but it's very very common that they're not um and that's where uh it can be frustrating um i know hayden uh you know we you're, you and you and mm-hmm. your kid's dad are are probably mostly on the same page mostly with stuff, on the same yeah. page for sure um, i do <laughs> so i i do with-
0: know i do know i mean if it this could be definitely an hour long conversation we only have a few minutes but <laughs> yeah, we ex- definitely there's actually to- whole books written right. on this you know <laughs> actually didn't yes. dad write one yeah. um but you know we definitely want to leave you with a couple tips that will help you yeah. as you kind of maybe explore more more of a fur- further yeah. discussion on this but and, you-
1: and i think one thing is is i heard in your voice, you know, how can I make dad understand? Um, you're going to have to realize that you, you just can't, there's nothing you can do to really control dad and how he parents. Um, so by being just being a good parent yourself, um, and whatever that means, um, in your own style, uh, to help your child feel loved. Um, he, if he truly loves his daughter, um, your daughter as well, um, Hazel, then he will be a great parent. And the style may be a little bit different than yours, but um, as long as they're not completely clashing, the child um, will grow grow up to be just fine.
0: And I would recommend for some continuity and for especially your child is so young, just having it be a little bit more of an ease for them. Maybe think of three priorities that you would ask of the dad. And I would use that word ask and even even use the phrase for continuity, because like Jim said, he's going to do what he wants and it feels best. But if you feel like you have maybe three things that you are the most important, maybe ask those, because if he can fulfill just those three things, that's a huge step instead of asking him to completely go along with a certain style now you ha- also, I, I heard you mention the doctor was pushing uh, the Ferber method, which is quite polar opposite to the attachment parenting method. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I
1: so, so I'm guessing if you if you're trying to use the Ferber method, it's for what? Because the child isn't sleeping well, or no,
2: you know? it's uh, she's co sleeping with okay, me, gotcha. and, and basically what happens, uh, she just uh, we got done, you know, she's done, done breastfeeding gotcha. a few months ago.
1: So for at your at your house, that's can be how it is, and at his house, he's going to do it how he wants to. Um, You know, as the child gets older, um, they're going to move into their own bed anyway. So that's probably coming. That's about my kids, uh, two and a half-ish. You know, my different kids, different ages, but – um, heck, our twelve-year-old still <laughs> tries. <laughs> the other night, she had a nightmare, nightmare, and it was like two in the morning. I you know, something wakes me up, and she was on the other side. Hey, mom. Uh, so, anyways, and so I we're all crowded in there. But um, you know, the you know Hazel's going to be moving into her own bed anyway. So, but I think if that's where you and Ma, you and Dad are probably going to disagree a lot, I would highly, highly, highly suggest you two, um, without Hazel. Sit, uh, have a family therapist, probably several sessions where you can talk these things out. Um, you can discuss your differences The uh, with a with a referee there so it doesn't turn into an argument. Um, mm-hmm. You can say what you believe and he can say what he believes. You can try to meld those into something that you both will be comfortable with because if you can mm-hmm. do that, it will make the time – it will – Really make things better because if hey, probably the number one indicator on how Hazel is going to grow up with divorced parents and in, in terms of if she's going to be uh, well adjusted and and um, and and thrive is if the parents don't fight on things and if you two see agree that's, on that's things. my
2: that, that's my fear yeah. and that's well, what I try to tell my ex husband is that regardless if we divorced or no we are still family to Hazel. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how she's going to see us for the rest of our lives. And it will probably have to be good terms.
1: it'll probably help you uh he may not listen to you. You know there's probably some tension between you and ex-husband but having a uh third party family therapist that you can that can help you guys communicate those things. I think that'd be one of the best things you guys could do. And That's um,
2: actually a good idea and I'm yeah. I'm going to pursue that for sure. I don't know if I made a mistake I purchased um one of your many
1: books
2: (laughs) and I gave this to him, uh, if he could read it and just tell me his opinion and which book was it? It's, um, Oh my gosh, what is it called? Because I bought a few of them. It's a baby on the front of the book. It's bluish. Well, let's see,
1: I mean, we're looking at all the books. It's bluish. Oh uh,
2: yeah, a baby, it's a couple of if, them actually. It's yeah. a couple. Yes. I'm trying to it's, think, um, do any of
1: our books not have a baby on the front? <laughs> I think
2: they all. Oh, have yeah, a baby.
1: Well, um there's the attachment parenting book. I know the first chapter yes, of that book. Yes, the,
2: the, the, the attachment parenting. Okay. Book. that is actually an excellent says,
1: yes. book. Um, mainly for the the first, I think it's the first chapter. Um, really explains what it is all about and kind of gives some theories on that parenting um like, uh, parenting style and I think it's a great book. Especially I think it's a great you know for grandparents to read or so it's good you know, ask him, hey, don't read the whole book. At least read the first chapter. Okay? And then okay. chances are he'll keep reading some of it. Great Alita, well it's great talking to you and uh good luck, okay?
2: Oh, thank you so much. Great, it you was betcha. very nice talking to you. Though. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. So uh, do you do you and your ex husband fight? No, about stuff? we
0: actually never fight. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. almost literally never fight. It, mm-hmm. It's really interesting, but we yeah. both work really hard to do so, mm-hmm. and sometimes probably that means... one of
1: the reasons you guys stayed married so long. Right? right? No, that's true. You didn't fourteen fight.
0: year marriage because we we did it, but it's getting a, staying humble. You know, not always mm-hmm. pushing our agenda is really key which yeah. can be hard.
1: You know, that's one of the things I ugh, as a one of the downsides to be as a as a pediatrician. I I get to see some pretty ugly family fights, mm-hmm. uh, family uh, tensions, and it's uh, ugh. I mean, I see families at the, the the best of times and the worst of times, mm-hmm. and man, sometimes it uh, I, I finish the day and just kind of <laughs> feeling pretty down. I bet. So, um, all right, let's uh, well, that was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get back into um, uh uh what we were talking about hey by the way thanks matt uh matt's our brother he's he's running the board and uh, he's he's uh, the musician in the family. So I was like, Hey Matt, do you know anything about sound? I know how to push buttons. <laughs> and you're so doing Matt, great. <laughs> uh, he's actually kind of also helps run the uh, our website, AskDrSears.com. and that's where you can go to find everything out about us. You can uh, see our Twitters and our Facebooks and our Instagrams, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, you can if, if you send us an email, Matt will probably be the first one to to uh, read it. So thanks, Matt. Mm-hmm. Sure. And father of just one, right? Yes, he mm. is almost four. Wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> Levi, the Jedi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's and, just a little just, bit into Star Wars.
0: Just a little. And Levi's not in school yet, so maybe you'll you'll kind of listen yeah, into yeah. our uh, woes. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, just make <laughs> yeah. it easy. and Just don't. Never do school. Just don't do because school. Because back to school right? can be pretty it's hard. Brutal. I mean, we are – I'm, I'm – it's bothering you. First off, okay, first off, <laughs> as a patriot, we have been so busy in the office over the last couple of weeks because as most parents kind of put all the, the back to school forms and vaccinations and they, they leave it all to the last mm-hmm. minute. Even though, you know, um, April and May in our office was just dead because mm-hmm. everybody was, you know, not doing this. But suddenly August um, – Boom, everybody needs their appointments, and I've been working overtime and coming in early. And, uh, but I think this is our finally our last week of back to school.
2: Good, Ooh.
1: good. But, um, but, yeah, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, Callie, our 12-year-old, uh, school started on a Wednesday. I think Monday night she was literally up till 2 or 3 in the morning. Yes. And uh, with my older kids, I, a good week before school, I was like, okay, bed at 9, we're up at 6, kind of getting that routine going. And, but not her. Yeah. Uh, what about your kids?
0: You know, every, that's the thing. My kids are different. So my oldest daughter, she wanted to kind of cold turkey. First day of school, waking up, being super tired, and she's just going to have to learn that way. Mm-hmm. With my youngest, who's eight, my my son, he's just a mess. He's just a mess. So for him, <laughs> for him, I I have to have an incentive. So the week before school, if he gets in bed by nine o'clock each week, then he gets that special back to school toy that he was begging
1: for. Ooh. That's
0: the way his mind works, and he was wait, on wait. it. They have yeah. back
1: to school toys. Well, when I, you're, at, well, I hey, didn't have that.
0: Well, here's the thing: when you have a son and you go back to school shopping, he doesn't care about the clothes. Right. He wants uh. that toy. <laughs> (laughs) So (laughs) he's like, my sisters get back to school clothes. I want a toy. So that's how he gets to bed. That's
1: another thing I never had is back to school clothes. I was the oldest of eight, (laughs) and I still had hand-me-down clothes. I don't know how that worked. All my other friends were – because we lived – my elementary school, we lived on a small kind of remote island, and you had to drive into Savannah, Georgia to – go back to school shopping. All my friends, you guys going back to school shopping, I, I'd have this weird look on my face. What? When does that when happen? That? And I just, uh, said, I, I don't know if it was our aunts or uncles who would send <laughs> clothes. So yeah. So I never really did the back to school shopping, but yeah, that's funny. You, your daughters are into the clothes. Yes, your son wants. So, so he, what? what is the back to school toy?
0: Um, it's <laughs> It's something for his Legos. It's like a mechanical Lego thing, Ooh, which I, I was happy to buy him because nice. now he's wanting to make his Legos move like a robot, which is great
1: oh very nice, good mm-hmm. good oh i re- yeah. I remember that age, that was fun, yeah
0: super fun age,
1: so um so ugh. back
0: to school sleep that sleep. can be hard, you know, and sometimes the first week they're just tired, mm-hmm. that's just how yeah, it is. it's
1: just how it's going to be yeah. there's a few things I found um, you may not be able to control the bedtime you know, in that last week before. Mm -hmm. D-Day when school starts, but you can control the wake time. And usually I I found most sleep experts will tell you the the best way to regulate your sleep is just if you set your wake time, then the, the sleep time will kind of fall yeah they'll place, have to go to know? bed
0: earlier if they wake up earlier you know
1: something we it. did at least a few days is um you know we had to get our daughter out of the habit of falling the sli- falling asleep watching her phone mm-hmm. you're going back to the handing the phone over at uh at three i mean at eight mm-hmm. you know an hour before bedtime the phone's gone until and it she doesn't get it back until she's ready for school i like that you know um because uh you know if 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 we didn't do that. What we would do is we'd come downstairs, and she, there would be no breakfast eaten. Lunch mm-hmm. would not be packed. It'd be two minutes to go to school, and she'd be sitting on her on Instagram, yep. you know, and, <laughs> and go and not have any idea what time it is.
0: Yes. So speaking of so. breakfast, do you mention mm-hmm. breakfast? I think for me and my family, that is huge for back to school. Um, My kids are programmed. They know that their brain literally can't work because it hasn't eaten for so many hours. And I love telling my kids this. Your brain doesn't pull energy from other parts of your body. It Mm -hmm. doesn't store energy like your other parts of your body does. So it needs new energy or else you're going to go to school, spend all this time, and you can't really learn well if your brain doesn't have energy. So, so we'll just get a, yeah.
1: some sugar, some fruit loops and just blast that <laughs> yes, energy exactly. up, right? you will be <laughs> right good, right? Right from the
0: mouth of Dr. Sears. So with breakfast, we call it a brainy breakfast. We want some really great healthy fats healthy proteins. Carbs get in there anyway, so mm-hmm. we really never have to focus yeah. on getting more right, carbs in. Right. But that healthy fat and, and protein is huge. It's, um, it's
1: yeah. massively important because mm-hmm. if you do that Fruit Loops or just the sugary donut, uh, you know, simple carbs, you get the the spike in blood sugar. But then an hour, hour and a half l- later, mm-hmm. boom, you're crashing. And, and then you start to get jittery and the brain's starting to, to crave some energy and you don't have it. And that's when you get that mid-morning sugar mm-hmm. craving where you want the snickers bar or the donut and who i i vividly remember i mean i eat way better now but when i was in high school i don't even remember what i would eat but i remember at school um at, at snack time in high school i'd go get the pack the little mini pack of donuts mm-hmm. that was my snack every 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 day wow. in the middle of the day mom
0: mm-hmm. did not know that nope she
1: did <laughs> not and I, and I was an athlete too i'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised none of my coaches go Ah, uh, hey jim uh how about uh some a better snack but um but yeah d- getting just when i just to make it simple mm-hmm. um make sure there's some good fats and some protein yeah
0: okay and the way i do it in my house the way we do it probably three or four times a week is i make a big smoothie i pour it into go cups and we're in the car eating breakfast essentially
1: a protein shake protein uh, shake with with i can even
0: yeah fruits frozen fruit some flax seeds um, and then some protein powder that's like really great quality i even throw some spinach in there sometimes and um, but you can't taste it right you totally can't taste it frozen banana is my key thing frozen Mm. banana kind of covers everything everything. it really does that's the,
1: the ultimate fast food it really the, is the fat, a banana ultimate fast food. Fantastic. When I when I'm kind of really on a roll and I got my smoothies, I've I've got the frozen fruit already in its own little uh, baggie. So mm-hmm. you know, I I take you know a week uh, a week about a week's worth of smoothie material, pre-frozen, pre-packaged, and I can in literally thirty forty seconds, boom! I got four smoothies out the door into go cups, and we are rolling. Mm-hmm. But another, you know, I don't want to do smoothies every day, but right. some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, we love avocado toast. Some Same Some good here. whole oh my grain goodness, toast. Yeah. Um, I like to toast it a little extra so it's crispy, and then I we take a, literally a whole avocado for two or three pieces of toast. So it's a lot of avocado, a lot of avocado, in there, and um, they put a little hot sauce, and then cover it with scrambled eggs. Perfect. Or, and then love oh, that. it's oh, so see, good. I'm, I'm hungry now. Mm, I know. <laughs> so that uh, uh, some sort of nut butter, almond butter, peanut butter. I like almond way better than mm-hmm. peanut butter on some on some toast or something like that or english muffin. English muffin is, has a lot of holes in it mm-hmm. so there's less there. less carbs uh, which is nice. So there's a couple ideas. Yeah. You can if you go to the, our website AskDrSears.com, you and search brainy breakfast you will get at least 10 which is 2 weeks worth of breakfasts mm-hmm. um, ideas for brainy breakfast. Yeah.
0: Now one thing I will say one of my daughters is super specific about her eating. Mm-hmm. So Pretty much no matter what I suggest, she wants to eat her own thing. And I've mostly let her just kind of figure out what's going to feel best on her stomach in the morning. Um, And she's kind of worked that out. And you had mentioned anxiety. That is one of the things that I'm sure you've heard this in your office, and and I get calls on that too, especially with back-to-school. So many kids are anxious about it. And I know there's a natural – some of that natural – Anxiety about something new, starting a new thing, but it, when it can get, when it persists, when you can tell this is really a struggle, I think that that um, is something that parents are now dealing with more and more than than before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and sometimes, like when my daughter is super anxious, she can't eat, and oh, that's yeah. a problem right. because then she's going to school and she becomes more and more anxious and tired and cranky. So. If you have a child with an anxious stomach, just kind of letting them eat something that's going to feel good on their stomach, at least for now, is is how we've been able to um, get through the morning in my house.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, we are we are speaking of anxiety. We are Mm -hmm. really, really struggling with it. Um, Let's talk about the phone. Let's talk about anxiety now, and 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 we'll talk about the phone phone a little later. We've covered we've (laughs) covered it in another podcast, but um, the um now. You know our our family, it's. I don't think it's any secret. Our mom Mm -hmm. did suffer from fairly significant anxiety, and so I've learned a lot of how to deal with it uh, with her. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But our daughter Callie, she, um, I mean, literally, I don't know how many days of school we've had already, but every morning. Crying on the couch because she doesn't want to go, mm-hmm. and I think um, we were late one day, and we just had to go to the office. You know, and there's what it is. It, it's funny for her. It's um, she's worried about getting called on, mm-hmm. looking stupid. She mm-hmm. feels all the other kids have uh, nicer clothes, even though they're all in uniforms. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, she she said. Every other child has an iPhone watch, and I don't. I'm like, eh, uh, I don't think. Well, I, I think that's fake should, news. I know <laughs> Callie goes to school with your kids, and your kids don't have an iPhone it's watch. True. So at least to know somebody doesn't. But I, I, I told her, look around, count, because I know I bet it's the, the minority. But the bottom line, she is feeling kind of uh, just feels like everybody. First off, it's a new school for her, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So obviously, you're going to be anxious, and it's important to know anxiety. Um, it, everybody has anxiety, and mm-hmm. it's it there's some part of anxiety it's good mm-hmm. you know when I'm about to give a lecture or about to go on t v yeah if I didn't feel anxious, there'd be something wrong with me mm-hmm. when I do theater. you do theater as well uh-huh. um, um I, some famous actor I don't, or acting coach once said if you if you don't feel nervous sitting in the wings before you're about to go on uh it's time to retire or mm-hmm. something like that but um yeah. Uh, that anxious feeling there's something there it is normal and um and it's actually good for you it makes you more alert and but it's when it becomes debilitating mm-hmm. uh and interferes with your life that's when you have a problem and and we're dealing with that you know and and um it's interesting there's when when i talk to parents about anxiety i tell them okay there's i'm going to tell you about 10 different things um n- not Every not just one of them is going to be the cure, but all ten together will make this manageable. Mm-hmm. You know, parents come into my office say, "My child's having anxiety." The, the teacher uh, says he's having, or my child was diagnosed by the psychologist with anxiety, mm-hmm. so I need the prescription. Mm-hmm. That's all they want is prescription. And I say, look, um, prescriptions there can be a place for them, and they can be very powerful and very very effective. Um, but I don't think it's a very wise long term solution. So I say, you know, if we need to start the medications uh to keep the you know, the child or the adult from uh doing something very dangerous mm-hmm. or 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 um,
0: having their anxiety to, be debilitating. Right,
1: be you know, mm-hmm. to to get over it. But um and I you, I like to rattle them off first and then go through each one of them. You know, we we need talk therapy. We got journaling. You got to look at your serotonin, uh omega 3s and other diet things. Um meditation Looking at your social media, and then making sure you have a purpose in life, and you're you're giving, you're kind of giving out of yourself instead of taking. You know all those little things, exercise, moving, Mm -hmm. um, all those little things. Not just one of. If you just pick one of them and do it, it's not going to help. You got to take all of them together. Um, And it's funny, you know, with, with our mom, I still see her. You know, she had her anxiety was so debilitating that you know she still works it, this is an everyday process. Mm-hmm. She w- gets up and she does her routine, mm-hmm. her meditation, her journaling, her reading and uh and some exercise and 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 doing that every day kind of keeps it manageable mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and this it's her toolbox we right. like to sp- yeah, we like to think of it as a toolbox, and some days you're going to have to use more tools, other days maybe just a few tools. but having them there and ready for when the anxiety comes is I think super huge. Um, and uh, for one of my kids who really struggles with anxiety, it was overwhelming for her to do a lot of these on her own. So we kind of made them family habits partly so she wouldn't feel singled out. But these are great for anybody, even if they don't struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So a family meditation time, a family time of focusing on gratitude, especially on the way to school. Like um, having gratitude practices is, is such an easy, great way to start your morning. So incorporating your toolbox with the whole family, I think, can also make it a little bit more accessible.
1: That's a good idea. I like that as doing it as a family. Um, one of the things um, we do, one of our tools is we call it the, the high and low uh, game, um, at, usually at dinner we say, okay, what was the best part of the day, and what was the worst part of the day, mm-hmm. and the, the, ch- the child and everybody goes through and okay and gets to share uh, the victory and the and the 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 losses and, mm-hmm. and the, the bad parts and it just it for one thing and that and I'm gonna bring this into talk therapy you know psychotherapy seeing a counselor or just talking with a friend there's something about Anxiety and even depression too, but um, you the inner voice. Your everybody has inner voice. Mm-hmm. That inner voice takes over, and kids, it can be so powerful. It's the voice that tells the kids that they don't have the right clothes, that you're not good at sports, and you're not smart mm-hmm. enough in math class. Everybody's and,
0: looking at me. You know,
1: everybody, right? Yeah. And I don't have this, and and that inner voice, it can amplify itself, and you listen to it, and it just kind of you get that inner conversation that kind of cycles and cycles mm-hmm. and cycles, and like a snowball, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful, and you
0: start to believe it more, and it's right this fact but totally. if
1: all you do is get that inner conversation out by mm-hmm. either writing it down or even better just talking it mm-hmm. you know even if it's on the phone with a friend um, I am worried about my math class because my math teacher uh, he's intimidating you know mm-hmm. just saying those words makes that inner voice it, it shuts it up mm-hmm. you know it makes it much less powerful and I, I when I've been worried about stuff and I've talked to a friend about it. As I'm saying the words, I'm going, oh, well, it actually doesn't really sound right. that bad, actually, does it?
0: Not, I'm <laughs> no, good. <laughs> maybe, I can, maybe I can handle
1: it. So even if that other person doesn't say a single word back to you, just talking it out mm-hmm. will help. So um, so encourage your child to do that, whether it's it's going to be the parent. Some kids just don't want to talk to their parent, especially with their teens. If there's an aunt or a friend or somebody or, you know, or a, a therapist, um, if you need to, um, it's big. It's mm-hmm. a big, big thing to do. Yes um journaling kind of similar thing it's kind of nice if you journal and i've when i've, I've had hard times in my life i i, I still have my journals from mm-hmm. uh certain times and just writing these those things down um especially if you're trying to you keep your journal next to your bed you're having a hard time file, falling asleep because your mind is racing and you're that inner, inner conversation you take your journal and just write down you know whatever it is and then it will it just it's calming, mm-hmm. and then you can actually, you know, weeks later look back and go, oh wow, yeah, I, I have come a long way mm-hmm. since being worried about that. Yeah, you know,
0: and it, it is good, like you said, in hindsight, it kind of shows you where you're at and where you are now, and it can give you that confidence that you can in fact move through things. I like exactly,
1: that. Um, you know, the medications, um, most of the 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 latest treatment for anx- uh, anxiety is the uh, SSRI's, the, the antidepressants, the mm-hmm. selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um, SSRI is why we use those (laughs) because it's so hard to say. Um, But so it's all about serotonin, right? And um, so when I'm talking to patients about anxiety and depression, I say, you know, if we did medications, those help increase your body's serotonin or how it uses serotonin, but you can also boost your own serotonin. And, And that's one of the the tools we like to do is strategies to, um, keep your own serotonin levels high. And what is serotonin? It's a neuro, uh, neurotransmitter that essentially, uh, makes you feel good, makes you feel well and fulfilled and, and, and nice. Mm-hmm. It's a, a good feeling hormone. Uh, that's not, not a hormone, a neurotransmitter, but most people think it's all in the brain, mm-hmm. right? But Ninety percent of your serotonin is actually in the uh, in your gut, in those uh, neuro neuro uh, neuros- the entro neuro system that's in the gut. So being good for your gut is the massively important for uh, helping with anxiety and keeping your brain working well. Um, so eating the right foods, uh, making sure you're not killing your that your your gut biome, all those little bacteria that live in your gut, being good to them. Um, things that aren't good for them uh, artificial sweeteners they freak them out mm-hmm. and um, probiotics do help so that kind of helps um, promote healthy gut bacteria. yeah
0: and we don't have a lot of natural probiotics in some in a lot of our packaged foods so taking nope. a probiotic supplement yep. is, is uh, yeah. so great for yeah, most people. A,
1: that's one of the few supplements I take uh, is mm-hmm. and one is a probiotic you know and just paying attention if you eat a meal, and you feel kind of brain foggy afterwards, pretty good chance your gut bacteria are not happy. So just write down, hey, what did I eat? Hmm." And then maybe stay away from those foods. And I, I, um, since I... I eat right most of the time when I don't I really mm-hmm. feel it. I think some people just exist in that brain fog kind of they're oper- normal. operating yep. at 75% but until you're up to 100% you'll really notice mm-hmm. that when you don't. So I, I there's a you know some things I definitely stay away from and uh, interesting and uh, it's so funny. Oh, um <laughs> I usually do a brainy breakfast but I have a patient who uh manages a local bakery. Mm. I'm not going to say which one. Um <laughs> But uh, they bring when they come in with for their checkups. They bring a whole bag of bagels and pastries and this and that. And uh, I'm I'm like a dog. If there's food, I eat it. You know, my well, wife calls me a garbage pastries. disposal. But you know, I look at that and I feel so crappy afterwards. Yeah. Oh, but but it just tastes so good. But um, but looking at that, um, you can also boost your serotonin by with exercise. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend. Um, if if you're having a problem with it with kids, get up in the morning. Um, just even if it's 15 minutes early, and make have the child do some sort of activity. With uh, we have a trampoline in the back, and they go out and jump while we make breakfast. Mm-hmm. Boom! Just just some sort of activity will make a massive difference.
0: Yeah. My son, uh, he loves getting ready for school really quickly. And then he gets to go out front in the driveway and play basketball until we're ready to get in the car. And Very bonus nice. is he's right there next to the car. Oh, <laughs> ready yeah, to right. hop in. Hey, that's, that's kind of nice.
1: There's <laughs> it's, not like, hey, you forgot this yeah. he's ready to go. I like that idea. Yeah. Do that. Um, um, another big thing, and we've been talking about this for years, is omega-3s. Mm, getting your, your healthy fats in your diet, fish oil, uh, other oils, um, chia seeds, um, flax, walnuts, walnuts are walnuts great, almonds, but, um, um, and it's funny when we first started talking about omega threes, literally 20 years ago, the first time I ever heard it, my my dad was giving a lecture. Mm-hmm. It was 1998, I think. So 20 years yep. ago, um, omega threes, DHA. Uh, where was I going with? The, oh, um, used to be kind of like a, a fringe kind of a thing. Oh, that's you know all the the hippies they take their omega threes, but you know most the medical establishment hadn't really grabbed onto it. But it's interesting now. Um, it's actually an accepted part of the treatment for anxiety, depression, ADD. Mm-hmm. There's actually some prescription strength. Um, that are FDA approved for the treatment of ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, so omega threes, just super super important.
0: Huge, right. huge, and of course, get, getting those in your diet is great. But most people really need a supplement. Mm-hmm. An yeah. omega th- uh, three supplement is huge. DHA supplement. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like if you're something like my dad who eats fish three four times a week, <laughs> yeah. probably not. Um, I. I, I always think I eat a lot of fish but and maybe once or twice a week. But then I look in my freezer and go, wait a minute. I bought this salmon from Costco like mm-hmm. a month ago and I haven't even opened yet. So, yeah, I take a, a omega-3 supplement as well. And that's one of the things I, I do, in quotes, prescribe for mm-hmm. my patients with any brain problem, um, ADD, uh, hyperactivity, um, anxiety, or depression. So you got to get your omega-3s in. And it's interesting. Research shows it's good for – Literally every organ in the body, Mm -hmm. your eyes, your brain, your skin, your immune system, your heart, uh, your lungs, your... uh yeah. Uh, you know, it's I, true. maybe not the pancreas yeah anti-inflammatory <laughs> okay. pancreas yep, yep. Um, yeah, we should do a game you think yeah. of a, an organ and I'll try to think of a way that Omega 3 fingernails can... oh that's not that's an organ finger... all well right. <laughs> it's, skin, it's part of your skin. Part of skin I did notice after I started taking my Omega 3s that I had to I have to cut my fingernails more often more often, often. yeah, yeah well that's stronger. how
0: I get my 15 year old to take mm. her Omega supplement <laughs> is I'm like hey skin healthy skin healthy nails acne all that so much better with Omegas and for my son because this is something I get a lot from parents like they're like, okay, here's this list of stuff we have to do. How do I get my kids to do this? Mm-hmm. So, for that, was my 15 year old daughter. For my eight year old son, he's super competitive and he wants to do well in school and well in sports. So, I can say, This is your superpower. Oh, not yeah. everybody gets to take this superpower pill in the morning, but you mm-hmm. get it. It will help you think better, work better, run faster, help your muscles not hurt as much. So, um, yeah. different, different. Give, giving your kids a motivation to want to take these supplements, to eat these healthy foods, is huge. And that's going to be different for each child.
1: Exactly. And yeah. we're talking about those are omega-3s, mm-hmm. if somebody's just joining us. Not right. that you're just joining us on a podcast. I always uh-huh. feel like we're still it's a radio. Uh-huh. I, I did radio for so many years. If you're just joining us, we're talking about omega-3s and helping with anxiety. Yes. Um, Dr. Jim, yeah. uh, yes. quick question. Uh, how, how young should kids start taking these omega-3 supplements? Good question. question. Well, as a matter of fact, kids will get omega threes in their very first meal, uh, the a few minutes after they're born. Uh, we discovered the power of omega threes, uh, DHA specifically, because it's in breast milk. That's actually an excellent question. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about twenty years ago that we um, started to see just how important that was, and even the formula companies started adding DHA to their to their uh, their uh, preparations. So. Um, to answer your question, the kids are ge- babies are getting it from day one. What I do is, as the um, breastfeeding starts to diminish, um, if it's before a year, they're going to switch to a formula, and there's going to be D- DHA in those in those as well. Um, uh, as that goes away, if the child, uh, th- that's when I bring it in. You know, I just have a, sure. um, somewhere. It all kind of depends. If they're nursing a lot, then they probably don't need it. If they're eating some fish uh eight nine months they they're probably good but it's usually at a year actually in my charts i have a little reminder to ask that is the child eating fish or still breastfeeding if not we get them on a omega-3 supplement and yeah, there's some great get, ones
0: yeah you can get them in drops that you yeah, just drops, put in pretty there's much liquids
1: anything. uh and soon a lot <coughs> of parents soft go, gels yeah soft too. gels a lot of parents uh when i mention fish oil they go Ew, Ew. the burps but you know what the products nowadays um, there's some great ones out there um, that taste, that taste really, mm-hmm. really good. There's drops that you mentioned. There's little uh, chewies mm-hmm. um, that taste like a fruit roll-up. Um, there's uh, the, the the little tiny, tiny capsules that can be swallowed or chewed. And um, you know, it's weird. I had a dream. This is mm-hmm. weird because this did not happen in real. But I had a dream in the last night or two that I was chewing my fish oil capsules, uh-huh. but they were old ones. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I thought they were yeah. the new ones. I was like, oh, I'll just chew them up. And um, I must not had in the dream. Must must not had water to swallow them with. (laughs) So I just chewed him and I'm like, Ugh. but anyways, so that doesn't happen anymore. That's yeah. funny. Actually, my son, Levi, who's almost four, he chews up omega-3 soft gels uh-huh. every single day. Just boom, just yeah. <laughs> chews them up. And you know, yeah. he's, he sees mom and dad taking these and he's like, I want to try And so well, we and give him one, he chews it up and he likes it. I cool. Never yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, well, in general, that's a great way to get your especially toddlers to do something is do it yourself, make a big deal about it. And then they want to copy you. Yeah. But that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how I got my kids to eat fish when they were I don't know, eight or nine months old. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. Another way, thing I would do, I would sometimes do the opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, it's not really the opposite. If my child didn't want to eat something, it was dinner time, I would just, their plate would be empty. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is like a two, three year old when they're kind of ornery and everything's no and they want to do the opposite of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you ask them to eat something, they don't want to. But if you just sit there and start eating it, pretty soon they're trying to pull it off your plate. Mm -hmm. I call it reverse psychology. (laughs) And uh, I've gotten toddlers to eat just about anything by, (laughs) not giving it to them.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, of course, that means that parents have to have good food on their plate. Right. So, key. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's, um, I mean, we've written, my dad and I wrote a book called The Omega-3 Effect. Um, mm-hmm. So that's all about omega-3s um, in there. If you want, you can find yeah. that on com. Mm-hmm. Next, meditation. How important is that?
0: You know, it's one of those things I, I tell, uh, I coach a lot of people to do and if people either say okay and like want to move on from it they don't they don't want to like sit there with mm, yeah, it oh, talk- yeah yeah, meditate, yeah, yeah fine, got fine, that fine, okay yes. okay <laughs> or they just don't know what to do mm-hmm. they don't know how to get started yeah. and I, so
1: i actually yeah. like to the, the word meditation sometimes makes you think well i, I don't do yoga mm-hmm. so I, I i can't meditate but yeah. if if what it is is it's just listening it's mm-hmm. just being quiet right mm-hmm. i think most of all our days is um it's uh information coming in 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 podcasts <laughs> video games emails facebook just uh, just it's just constant bombardment of your brain for um just kind of your brain trying to listen to everything that's coming in mm-hmm. what meditation or quiet time is is just trying to listen to what wants to come out of your brain, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, and letting it pass through, not fixating mm-hmm. on it, just letting it pass. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's That must be my problem. I tend to fixate. <laughs> no, I'm like no. dad. I just I fixate wanna, on stuff.
0: You don't want to fight the thoughts that mm-hmm. come, but you just want to let them pass on.
1: Okay. Yeah. So do you have your kids do that? They
0: yeah. do. Uh, one of them is resistant. Every She just won't won't do it. <laughs> That's her own thing. But I had to get my son an app.
1: Mm. It, and
0: there's so many great apps. And that they like... If I try to micromanage it, it just brings an anxiety to it they don't like. So there's like one minute meditations, five minute meditations. They're meditations specifically for kids that make it fun and accessible. So they're apps. They can just, he kind of knows he has to do it once a day. In fact, we started doing it at bedtime because <clears throat> he's a verbal processor. So he will talk for about 30 minutes straight before bed if I let him. He will just keep <laughs> rambling. Really? He says, he said, I have to tell you everything that's in my head or I, I can't stand it. It's like it's so much anxiety, so I put a one of these apps on, and it kind of tells a meditation story, oh, so it's meditative, but it's a story, so he's able to just calm his mind, and that's how we've been able to settle down at bedtime, keep him from having to just continue to talk, and then he gets his meditation time in um, but it's not me leading it it's an app, so actually, we both get to sit there and relax and meditate at the same time. Hmm. oh nice, nice. Mm-hmm. um
1: Our daughter for a long time was having a hard time falling asleep, and we would um go on YouTube and find focused meditations yeah. and the parents can uh, um search on YouTube focused meditation sleep or whatever you can you know add your whatever your need is and you will find i mean there's millions of things on YouTube you can find whatever you want um you'll find something that helps with that particular thing and it's just kind of, or guided meditation mm-hmm. is another way uh, you can search, um, and it'll just guide you through the uh, the little quiet time, mm-hmm. but that's I think it's important, and that's one of the things we um like to do as part of our phone uh, pr- um, rules is in the car, um, instead of just sitting there on the phone, we use that the first 20 minutes of every car ride is no no phone rule. So, mm-hmm. so sure, if it's a long ride, sure, you can eventually get your phone, but rides to school, um, rides home, rides to the grocery store, um. The um, is just allowing the brain to just kind of look around,
0: yeah. Maybe get bored. Yeah, get bored. (laughs) Get
1: (laughs) bored. When we first brought up, Callie's, but I'm going to be bored. Yeah, it's okay to be bored. As a matter of fact, it's a good skill to have to be able to tolerate being bored. Yeah, be comfortable with just
0: sitting. Because someday
1: you're going to be in a board meeting, (laughs) uh, you know, or the or the medical boards. Or there's a lot of board stuff. Yeah, you should change the name. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, life can be boring and it's okay to be good with, you know, history class can be, be boring. boring. Ideally it's not, but, mm-hmm. um, but you need, you, know,
0: you need to be able to d- sit there mm-hmm. and focus yes. and, and cope with being bored. Yeah. As sure.
1: a matter of fact, if, since we we started the no phone in the car rule, we've had some amazing conversations. Mm-hmm. That's probably, I think probably the best place you will have a conversation with your young your tweens or your teens or even mm-hmm. your younger kids is in the car. Yes, yeah. because you have a captive audience. Yes, you exactly. They,
0: and the other day I was telling my daughter that, reminding her about the no phone car rule, and she's like, but mom, we're not talking about anything. I said, yes, because you're on your phone. <laughs> if you have to sit here and I'm who you get to talk to, you, we will have a great conversation. <laughs>
1: oh, how funny. So, yeah, it's just doing meditating. Once again, we're talking about the the things, all the little things in your toolbox to help with anxiety, talk mm-hmm. therapy, journaling, boosting your serotonin, omega-3s, meditating. And then, with especially with teens and tweens, social media. Social media. Holy oh my goodness. cow! I can't I
0: mean, even. It's. I, <laughs> yeah. It's Let's so just move hard. on. Let's not even yeah, talk no, about it. I don't want yeah. even to even talk about it.
1: But no, I no. mean, when our daughter sees what everybody else is posting and how wonderful everybody else's life is and all that kind of stuff, um, it can really make you it feel really pretty crappy can. about yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And reminds um,
0: you of how bored you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. yeah. Now I. I'm not anti-social media. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm I'm on it a lot myself. But it uh, and it can. There's some great places uh, the kids can come together and mm-hmm. connect. But when it's just overdone and yeah. when the kids obsess about it, it, it can really be a problem. It can be
0: so delicate. It, mm-hmm. So you know, if your child's in a fragile kind of a fragile part of the day, or they have to focus and get homework done. Or they're just getting home from school with all those feelings. Probably is not the time to get on social media because sometimes just the smallest little thing can just just kind of ruin the next few hours. Oh yeah, Um, and
1: and social media is it's usually written word, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes what somebody writes isn't how somebody else is going to read it. So if your friend, you know, your your daughter's friend uh, types a comment, it can be taken the wrong way and can really kind of spiral into a little. a a little rift Mm -hmm. between them, you know, so just the old, um, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. My, me and my friends, my two best friends, we actually have a Voxer mm. way of communicating, where it's spoken voice, essentially yeah. voice text, messaging voice messaging of. back and forth, and it's so you can get the intonations and the meanings and the the inflections of their voices. Uh, so, um, but then just, you don't have the cool emojis. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, how we do it, we go, hey, uh, you guys want to go out for pizza later? Question mark, smiley face. You know, <laughs> I mean, literally, if I played message, you would hear me go, smiley face. Yeah. You know, sad face, you know, winky face. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, so, um, but yeah, emojis, you gotta have that. Um,
0: One thing though, social media, especially with my teenager, it does bring up great conversation. So I'll see her on social media and I'll see her expressions. I'll see her demeanor change and I'll, I'll ask her about it. And sometimes she doesn't realize she's doing it, but she's gotten all sad or all down. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And then she can kind of be self-aware of to what brought her from being Kind of in a in a regular state of mind to being down. So instead of me having to preach, like it's because you're on social media, I'll just ask her some questions, and she'll she'll kind of come to that conclusion herself.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, you know, a couple more to talk about. Um, we'll get to the meds. I'm going to just briefly talk about those, but I think just giving. Uh, you mentioned gratitude earlier, and that's the same kind of a thing. You know, when our daughter seems to be just having the hardest time you know we say you know what let's maybe this weekend let's get uh join the the church mission group down to the uh the uh um the food pantry the food pantry mm-hmm. or the um orphanage mm-hmm. you know and kind of just not to to gawk at them but if 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 Callie can see um how other people have it mm-hmm. and and maybe help you know there's that uh, um um there's two aspects to it if you're giving if you're helping somebody you get you get that helper's high uh, you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. It just it's just how it works. So um so not just sitting there taking 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 on your social media, on your phone, feeling bad about yourself, you know, listening to your inner voice, but just going out and serving at the food pantry or or doing something that you're giving, you're you're helping somebody else will make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. So have your kids ever done that any sort mm-hmm. of mission trips or anything? Yeah,
0: mostly through church, which mm-hmm. which can be really helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, and then finally medications, and um, they, I think, certainly have their place, And um, but I always stress to parents, first off, especially the SSRIs, um, they take a little while to start working. You kind of have to start with a low dose um, and then increase it if needed, but um, I always stress that they you have to consider them as a temporary measure, a bridge just to get you to the other side of that canyon you're going to going through, um, so that you can then move on because, um, staying on them for years at a time can have some very detrimental effects. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that in our extended family, um, you know, people that didn't do use all these other tools in their toolbox and only relied on the medications you are setting yourself up for some serious side Mm -hmm. effects and, um, and, uh, unhealthy way of living.
0: And I think one of the benefits of the medication is sometimes people are in such an acute state where they literally can't right. use the the tools. So one of the purposes of the medication is just to help get you to a place for a few months, maybe a year, to where you can then be capable of Im- implementing those tools.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and uh, and uh, when we make that step, we we uh, there's no judgment. Mm-mm. You know, it's just like, hey, this is what you are doing, and uh, so don't people can then. Feel bad about themselves because they're on the medication, medication and know? then it spirals. So, yep. Yeah, so you gotta just hey, this is me, and this is what this is how I'm feeling good, and 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 go go with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this has been a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel way less anxious me about too. back to school.
0: Right. So we did it. We made <laughs> <Yeah>. it through. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it was a great show, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like this music. It's kind of oh, light. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sometimes whistle it in my <laughs> office, but. Uh, all right. Well. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Don't forget to ask your questions on AskDrSears.com. It's kind of a no-brainer, mm-hmm. AskDrSears.com. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter is Dr. Jim Sears. My Instagram, I think, is Dr. Jim Sears as well, and so is my Facebook. Yeah, so you can send me questions there. And what about you, Hayden?
0: My Instagram is HaydenSears1. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: that's nice. I'm, it's true. I,
0: I like to do that. I like to do it well and kind of right. stick with that I have kind of Sometimes
1: I, well, should I, should I tweet this or Instagram? And sometimes <laughs> they're linked. And it's just it's confusing. It would be nice just to just have one thing. So, um, well, this is a good show. And yeah. thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you guys next time.